Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Wherever you are, it's breakfast somewhere. So, eat up. Welcome to Breakfast with Vinny. Food for thought. Well, today we have a very, very special guest. Um, I want to welcome to the show Dr. Dina McMillan. She is an American social psychologist. And she's a domestic violence specialist. Um, she um, she lives in Australia right now, and she developed a, a, a program called Unmasking the Abuser. She's done TED Talks. She has her own podcast. Um, her book is called But He Says He Loves Me, and it will be available in audio form soon. Um, she graduated from Stanford University. She's an expert on the topic. This is really, really a, a very ripe tree to pick, so... Um, welcome, Dr. McMillan. Uh, thank you very much, Vinny. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, you know, um, so tell me, as I understand it, I mean, social psychology, social psychologists, you guys study and deal with the individual and the individual's impact on society and interaction in society. I'm not really interpersonal and group dynamics, sort of based on the individual is that is that accurate well i would explain it as the difference between clinical psychology and social psychology is that clinical psychology studies the individual their perceptions their emotions their responses their reactions with social psychology we study the individual as well but we also study the impact that that person is having on others in their environment and the impact the environment is having on the individual. So we study influence, persuasion, manipulation, coercion, brainwashing, all of those things. That's social psychology. Mm. Wow. And I would, we also study learning. How do we learn certain attitudes and behaviors? And, and because our learning process is complex, we have to go and really look at how our brain picks up information and, and sorts it and decides what to adapt to and what to reject. So it's actually a very interesting field. It, it definitely sounds interesting to say the least. So, I mean, that's, that's really a kind of um, a, a great description of all of the things that I think are impacting society globally right now. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, all the things that you just said, I just thought, yep, yep, yep. Persuasion, manipulation, coercion, you know, gaslighting, um, all of those. Yes. Yeah, all of those things. Um, and but, but the other thing is, is when you talk about learning and how we learn those things, I mean, I can't help but think about, um, well, I mean, obviously, parenting and the kind of uh, family uh, structure that we grow up in and you know, friends and peer groups, and, and you know, it's it's hard enough uh, navigating through life uh, in specific environments, and um, and just just being influenced by certain things, and and um, and 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 then the school system on top of that, you know, the the sort of the educational system, which really is supposed to teach us, you know, how to think and how to learn uh, specific types of things that that are. Um, you know, topically pragmatic versus, you know, like mathematics or um, mm -hmm. language, you know, uh, versus societal kinds of 
things like gender studies, and I don't want to put the cart before the horse here, but you know, at least, uh, you know, you know what I'm getting at here. So now we're seeing all this sort of societal uh, stuff that's happening. And, and, and I can't help but trying to trace it back to, to, to education and, and what's happened in the education system. I don't know how far off the mark I am on that, but maybe you could, you could sort of chime in and give us some insights as to how you think the education system is, is sort of is sort of doing that to 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 people not not victimizing them but it does shape them absolutely and and right now we have left wing indoctrination mm-hmm. camps um, I wouldn't mind a particular viewpoint being taught in the schools if I thought mm-hmm. it made the kids stronger made society stronger but what they're being taught is making us weak it's making them weak. It's, you know, the perennial victimization that we've got going now, um, the extreme left-wing values, um, the school system as a public taxpayer-funded school system is supposed to be as neutral as possible with regard Mm -hmm. to values. So English, math, science, if you're going to teach anything of a particular value set, parents should be informed so they can opt in or opt out. Um, that's not happening. There's no transparency. There's absolute indoctrination. And I know that at university, even when I was graduating, when I was in graduate school, I had to replace one of my doctoral dissertation advisors because she didn't like the topic I chose for my for my dissertation because I was looking at the non-financial costs of being on welfare. I had worked on a, a landmark study on homeless, at, at-risk and homeless families. And I was noticing a real difference in mindset between the people who were on you know, long-term welfare recipients and the equally impoverished people with just low-paying jobs. There was enough of a difference that I thought it was worth studying. And sure enough, my hypothesis was correct. There was not just statistically significant difference. There was a dramatic difference in sense of hope for the future, connection to other people, ability to compromise, being able to self-soothe so you you don't walk around angry. All of that was significantly worse in people in welfare. They tended to be single, stay single, not have good patterns of behavior that would make them a good partner. And I looked at it and I thought, I'm not saying that there aren't a significant number of people with issues who go on welfare, but the system itself feeds that. Right. So Yeah, that makes sense. Carry on. Yeah. There's something positive about having to actually consider your actions actually having to get up and do things, to have to interact with other people who actually have consequences so that you have to make an effort before you receive something back. That actually does a good, good things for us. And I could give you an example. You see a lot of those same issues with children with extremely wealthy parents. Because everything's given to them, and now it's a much larger amount, but because they're given things without having to earn them, because they get away with poor behavior with no consequences, 
it actually, when you use the word spoiled in the literal sense of the word, it actually ruins their ability to have strong relationships with other people, to have a sense of purpose in their lives. It's not helping. Right. Exactly. I mean, we see that all the time. Um, And I mean, this, this, this kind of sense of entitlement and it's interesting uh, just that that was that was a, a lot to chew on there. Really, really amazing and relevant stuff. Thank you for that. Uh, I just during this whole uh, pandemic with with all the sort of things that have happened the past two and a half years, which, you know, I'm, I'm just going to tangentially insert here that I'm not forgetting easily, um, you know, and that that I will not um, allow myself to be to forget about it and just sort of pass off all of this sort of you know um well what what all, all yeah Human just all of that abuses, stuff uh, yeah government yeah, exactly all of that all that malfeasance and all of the shenanigans and gaslighting yes just it was horrible and and i would recommend anyone who wants to know what's going on to either read or get the audible audible.com has a version of this book as well. The real Anthony Fauci by Robert Kennedy Jr. So this is Bobby Kennedy Jr. Staunch Democrat. So I don't care what side of the politics you're on. He's not, he's not coming at this as a politician. He's coming at this as somebody who has been trained to stand back from the system, a, a system insider who can see what's going on. The research in the book is phenomenal. And I felt validated because so many of the the medical studies that he quotes in the book, I've been gathering myself for the last two and a half years because the, the physicians, the virologists, the biologists have been putting things up, you know, their research studies up on social media. And of course you have to grab it quickly because often they'll get censored. But he has it all on the Children's Health Defense website, and it's it, it's referred to in the book. So I turn immediately to the methodology page. How was this research done? And this is really strong, it, it is research. You're absolutely right. I have he, the book. I, he, it's hard he to refute it, and I haven't seen anybody do it. And. They can't, which is why the New York Times, it's number one on New York mm-hmm. Times. It has been for a long time. And nobody in the mainstream media will even discuss it because they can't refute it. It is too, he wrote it with an eye to, these people are going to try to blast everything I say. So I'm going to have all of these studies that I've checked out their methodology to make sure it's rigorous, to make sure it can mm-hmm. bear up under scrutiny. He has much research there. And as I said, some of the studies that I've downloaded, they were PDF files and I've gone back and looked and they're gone, but he has access to them. They didn't want us to know, but I will tell you, but just one thing that I think is really important, my attitude toward how COVID response has been handled is based on the fact that every one of my listeners on my Unmasking the Abuser podcast knows I talk about teaching people how to spot manipulation. I I call it a superpower. And it doesn't just help you spot someone 
in a relationship who's trying to manipulate you and coerce you and take advantage of you and exploit you. Once you have the knowledge, you can see it with family, friends, employers, government, social movements. So when I'm looking at, you know, they started saying, okay, we have this response, you know, this medication for COVID. And I'm seeing these physicians that I follow putting up studies saying not so fast. This isn't going to really help. It could actually hurt. And then actually saying, look at these studies. And I'm turning to the methodology page and I can't refute it. The government getting more and more authoritarian. Here in Australia, they had a really rigid no jab, no job policy. I saw that, you know, and my wife is Australian. And so, you know, she and obviously laments over the same thing and you live there, but anyway, carry on. Yeah. In Melbourne, where I was living, I now live in Queensland. I live in Brisbane. I moved in December once the Queenslanders opened their state borders. In order to move to Queensland, though, I had to go into quarantine for two weeks. They didn't trust anybody coming out of Victoria. So I would also say six lockdowns, months at a time where I didn't see anyone's face except on Zoom. One hour a day, you're allowed out. Police will stop you, ask you what you're doing. Everybody has to wear a mask, even outside. And all this, and then demanding everybody get all of these supposed vaccines. Now, when I'm seeing governments and media sources and politicians and Hollywood types using the exact same manipulative tactics that I'm teaching women about so that they don't get involved with an abuser, I'm going to look at that. I'm not as easy to coerce as your average person. So basically, I said no. It was basically, if you, if this will actually... Will it keep me from getting COVID? Well, we, it will keep you from being hospitalized. That's not what the studies are showing. And my GP got mad at me. My general practitioner got mad. I said, have you seen the studies on the outcomes with this? Oh, you're just making me so angry. Have you read the studies? You do know what I do, right? Have you read the studies? She hadn't read anything. She just was pushing this drug mm-hmm. because she'd been told to. And I'm looking at, and people saying, oh, and they're, they're using influence mechanisms, coercive, telling people you're doing the right thing. You're keeping our community safe. You're keeping grandma from dying. None of that was true. All you were doing is putting your own health at risk. It wasn't keeping you from getting it. It wasn't keeping you from spreading it. It was lowering your life expectancy mm-hmm. by years. It was increasing mm-hmm. risks of cancers, um, myocarditis, pericarditis, mm-hmm. shingles. It would cause anything disruptive in your system to, to expand because your immune system was, was thrown to heck. And all the while you have government saying this will keep you from getting it and, and keep you from spreading it. And they, The evidence was showing the exact opposite. In the UK, they've been more honest about this. 
and they've shown that if you get vaccinated, you're 50% more likely to get COVID than if you don't. Yeah, I mean, there have been several studies. I mean, I've been watching this stuff pretty closely as well to the point where it's, it becomes blinding. And and as you say, if you don't sort of save the, the referenced studies and, you know, in some sort of copy, uh, not just a web link, which I've done on several of them, but that's kind of risky because they pull them, uh, then, you you know, it's hard to keep up. Yeah. I've had to start, I've had yeah. to start copying yeah. it's, and it's crazy. They would pull the studies and these, and now it's trickling back that these people didn't give up at yeah. the cost of their careers, mm-hmm. at the cost of being delicensed mm-hmm. for the physicians. They have said, this mm-hmm. is a human rights abuse. And now the FDA, FDA just approved it's, COVID This to me is unconscionable. To me, I. It's all it's doing is making money for the pharmaceutical companies and on to the future because with a, a population with a depleted immune system, sudden death being one of the side effects, we have never had an approval of anything, this many side effects. And even with mm-hmm. them hiding and telling people not to report mm-hmm. on VAERS, for instance, adverse reactions. We've never had this many adverse reactions to something. That's right, still like being I remember, advocated. I think I think it was in the seventies with the H one N one. If I remember correctly, there was something like I don't know between twenty five. There were, I think, there were 50, 50 deaths from, if that from many H one N one. If that and many, they, maybe thirty one, and they pulled it. They just pulled it. They didn't wait to sort of prove whether or not there were 10,000 or 100,000 deaths and then have a bunch of pushback and say, well, those numbers are off. And the way that people argue about these numbers, it's just unbelievable how in, it's just how, how, how detailed it becomes. And well, what about this? Is it, was it enough of a cross-reference? And what about, you know, what about this? And what about that? And what about this? And what about that? And I'm just thinking, you know, Really, this is this is insanity. I mean, how many red flags do you need to even begin to just let go of some of any kind of you know narrative that you're holding on to, or even to question it, or just say, wait a minute, this doesn't quite make sense. You know, how many red flags? How many things? Because to me, you know, without even bringing a partisan thing into it. Politically, it just there are just things that you just mentioned in the last few minutes. There's there's at least half a dozen things right there that should tell anybody with a modicum of common sense and critical thinking that something is just wrong in Bismarck. You know what I mean? Something is very very wrong, and 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 for some reason, and 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 I call upon you as a social psychologist because it's like well. You want credentialed ability to be able to sort of see this, then you have it right here. You have a, you know, absolutely. And I stay up to date on the research, and I can tell you, as I said, yeah. I was reassured when I read the book because so many of the studies that he was citing, I actually had made copies of those. I'm in contact through social media with um, the authors of these studies. I was kicked off Twitter, by the way. For 12 years, I was kicked off Twitter for sharing a, a um, set of studies. They actually cited 
um, over 122 studies showing the beneficial effects of ivermectin on COVID. And some scientists and physicians put this, these studies up and said, look at the results. All of them are showing positive results. I just shared it. I just, you know, shared it. I didn't write anything. I just shared it. Uh, Twitter said I was bullying and abusing, and of they all, threw me the, off. The irony of that is, it's, it's, I can't, I'm sorry, I, I have to laugh, because you're a social psychologist, and one of the things that you're in your field of expertise is bullying. Yeah, it's really. Well, you know, Facebook, I stopped using Facebook very often when I was putting information up about abusive relationships and I was talking about cultural norms and gender roles and how they can be misused, religious beliefs misused by abusers. Oh, because of cultural norms, the majority of abusers are still male. I even did an episode of my, of my podcast to help males spot female abusers. I'm not saying they're all male. They're all male. Um, the psychological underpinnings go to both sides, but there are cultural norms that allow the male abusers to hide more effectively than the females, but I want both sides. But I I put something about, based on 20 years of work in the field and and countless research that approximately 80 to 85% of the serious long-term victims of abuse are female. And uh, Facebook wouldn't let me share it. This is just this, you know, yeah. The censorship, if I had gone on there and said anything that's woke, men are women, women are men, it is your internal feelings, love is love, people should be allowed to have as many spouses as they want, there's no detrimental impact of kids not having Mm -hmm. both parents in their lives, anything that follows the woke agenda, I, I could have made it up, it could be absolute nonsense. And they would Absolutely, not have censored exactly. me. They would not. Just complete nonsense. Say something that though that's well, that's why I teach my my people, and that's why I came to Queensland, because I'm not saying all of Australia should not hang its head in shame for the fact that too many of its citizens have allowed bullying politicians who are in the looking for money or power or both from offshore somewhere and promoting behaviors and medications that we're seeing a a huge detriment already in our society here. But in Queensland, Queenslanders are more like Texans. And it's interesting. I find working class people, tradespeople, are less likely to buy into the brainwashing. Yeah. You know what? Intellectuals. It's, it may be fair to say that that could be a, a very a similar kind of. It, it, it may be that way in the states as well. I mean, dare I say that I I, I think that could be the case here, and and they get poo pooed. They get poo pooed, and they and you know, and you know the the intellectuals are the ones that you know you should listen to, and it's like to me, exactly. Yeah, not if they're brainwashed. You know, Basically, if you're a working class person, if you're an electrician, you're a plumber, um, you're putting something together. 
If somebody tells you, oh, we have this new product that you should use, and, you know, they often have a male and female side connecting it, whether it's plumbing or electricity, whatever. Oh, but you can put two of the same together because, you know, one of them really wants to be there. As if you lost them, as if you'd lost your mind. If you, they don't put something together correctly using objective yeah. evidence of what works, it falls apart and their kids don't eat. So they don't have the luxury of buying into absolute nonsense. And as I said, I graduated more than 20 years ago with my doctorate and I had to replace someone because she didn't want me as a, a looking at welfare because black people are so overrepresented mm. on the welfare rolls aren't the majority in the states on welfare, but we are overrepresented heavily considering that we're only 13% of the population. And she didn't want to be looking. She said, you won't be able to get a job anywhere but Brigham Young University. Kidding. I said, so be it. Because one of the things I want to do, I, I, I studied here and bled here and faced so much sexism and racism from my professors because I wanted to be a social scientist if I wanted to be a woke icon, I can write n- absolute nonsense like white fragility, make it up as I go. I'd make a lot of money, but a hundred years from now, people would be spitting on my grave. I cannot do that. We have to have somebody stand up. And I know uh, it's, it's interesting that I went to university. I was just going to mention Ward. that. A friend. He's a friend. So it's hilarious that the two of us are like, but we stand out from our graduating class. I can tell you, we weren't in the same department. He was a friend of my sister. So he's been over to my house for Thanksgiving. This is what I'm talking about. But we, we stayed in contact. And one of the reasons is we stand out like sore thumbs because we weren't willing to just go down the rabbit hole and pretend like the woke wokest day wanted us to, but you, when you're talking about influence, let me just say something quickly, Vinny, for your audience. If you are consider yourself liberal, progressive, woke, left wing, you have already been brainwashed to accept whatever new thing they bring you. Because if you look at the woke beliefs, there's so much conflict within them. That, and if you mention it, it's like you have pro-Muslim, pro-gay, and pro-women in the same side. Now, how can you have that? You have to turn off your brain. Exactly. So when something like COVID comes along and they're saying, oh, this will protect you. But the, anybody with common sense notices as the increase in vaccinations corresponds with a huge increase in infections and reinfections. So obviously the vaccine doesn't work, but they can convince the woke to, to be quiet about it because they've already been preconditioned to shut up and just yeah, change Yeah, exactly. Part. And you know something... And, and the thing about it is, is that I've, I, if it's gotten to the point now, just where there's so much division in society, 
and 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 in different and different compartmentalized uh, uh, areas of society, like for example, the entertainment industry or the medical industry, and and you know that that you know when when this whole thing was at its peak. I couldn't talk there there were many friends of mine that I couldn't even talk to because I would say things like this mm -hmm. to them and I'd say listen look you know what I don't know what you think of me and 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 many of my there there have been several people who have just dropped me like a hot potato and they would argue with me and I'd say bro you know you've been talking to me I I've been a lifelong democrat and I'm telling you something smells funny so if you are looking at me and arguing with me, then I have to ask you, why can you not see this? Now, right now, politically, I'm sort of politically nomadic in a sense where I would consider myself a constitutionalist and I do have conservative leanings and I will not, I won't apologize for that because I think that there are things that have gone too far. And quite frankly, I was always uh, like I considered myself a JFK Democrat. We don't exist anymore. If if I would have stayed in the same place, it shifted so far, and there have been so many hard left, I think, um, ideological th things that have kind of seeped in through the back door of the Democratic uh, platform. In my opinion and I'm not saying I'm right or wrong, that it seems to me that it shifted and I didn't. So whatever that makes me, whatever, call me an idiot, but I can see that. And people would argue with me and say, no, nah, no, nah, nah. and, and I'm thinking, you know what? This is, this reminds me of Orwell where, where he, I mean, you know, 1984, it was, it was like, um, here's a quote. He says, the party told you to reject the evidence of your eyes and ears. It was their final, most essential command. Page 81. Power isn't tearing human minds to pieces and putting them together again in new shapes of your own choosing. Page 266. We do not merely destroy our enemies. We change them. Page 253. So, you know, it's kind of like the the overriding theme there is the party the party the party so whatever party that you ascribe to if it's all about the party and not about your critical thinking you've been indoctrinated sorry friend you are brainwashed and so that's just the way it is well i've had people say something about trump and say that trump's followers yeah yeah i've heard that cult. kind of stuff too interesting you yeah, yeah, I said it's interesting you say that because, you know, Operation Warp Speed started under right. Trump with the vaccines. And he didn't, I think he didn't scrutinize well enough what was going on with Fauci and his cronies. So mm -hmm. he was advocating it. And it was, I mean, it was probably less than a year ago. He was at a, a rally and was saying that people should get vaccinated and he got booed. <laughs> now, have you ever seen a cult leader get not. booed? No. Don't get booed. They get followed. And even if somebody disagrees, they never, they would never dare show it. So people, he will choose people that he will support politically, and people will be like, nah. He will say things, and they're yeah. like, oh, I don't agree yeah, exactly. with that at all. But cult leader, you don't do that. You don't right. have the exactly. freedom to do that. Exactly. He's a leader. He's not right. a cult right. leader. Exactly. Brooks no I'm dissension. Sorry? 
you cannot agree, overtly disagree right. with a cult leader or you get thrown out of the group. People disagree with Trump all the time. But of course, the Democrats don't know that because they're not allowed to disagree with anything in the woke agenda. And as, as I said, mm-hmm. I'm somebody who works well within a variety of communities. And I just noticed, I noticed uh, 15 years ago that nothing they were promoting actually turned out the way they said it would. Everything that they were idealizing was so destructive in reality. I said, there's something wrong with these people. They are not trying to strengthen society. They're trying to weaken us. Yeah. So I look, I, I, do you realize how much more money I would make as a black woman with a PhD from Stanford? Stanford yeah. I was woke. If yeah, I, it's, it's crazy. I mean, yeah, I, I can imagine. If I was... If I was willing to pretend that love is love, I heard that and I was like, ooh, that sounds like pedophiles. Um, I don't like the rainbow being used as a symbol mm-hmm. for, for, for gay rights. Never have. It's a symbol of hope for Judeo-Christian religion and for little kids to learn their colors. When you start using stuff like that, and believe me, if you look me up, Google me, you'll see a lot of my work in the gay community. And I was very open about this. I was like, no, that is influence mechanisms. That's brainwashing. If you think that that what you have to offer is credible, you bear you let it bear scrutiny. You don't start calling people names as soon as they ask questions. So I've had issues the whole time with all of it. I am nobody's ally. If you want me to support your cause or your agenda, let me see it and give me enough time to look it through, to consider it, to look at the research it was based on, and consider the flow-on effects. If you're not willing to, to let me do that, you're trying to manipulate me. Oh, and I don't trust wow. Me. That was very, very powerful. Um, yeah. But, but somehow, somehow, we've gotten to the point where facts and this sort of uh, viable information, um, actual, real, evidential data... That doesn't seem to hold any weight and is just easily refutable by the same people that if you say something will be the first to blurt out source, source, source. Oh, that, that's a, that's an influence. That's a mechanism they've been taught. It's like, it's almost when they say that, think to yourself, somebody yeah. giving the Nazi salute because saying what's your source? Is it true? Right. They don't like talking to me. Yeah, exactly. It's like, and I'll ask another counter question. Have you been trained how to to assess the methodology? You're asking me for sources. If I, if I bother to send you the sources, have you, do you have the understanding to be able to tell whether what I'm sending you is credible Mm -hmm. or not? If you can't even evaluate research, what you're trying to do is make me feel self-conscious. You're willing to believe all of these people with no evidence at all or made-up research. You don't know enough to be able to assess the research. Let's not even go on research. Let's go on common sense. Does it work or uh, not? Yeah, exactly. Anybody and, and, you know, back to, back to blue-collar people and the people that have art and, and real-world experience. 
Yeah, that that, that I love yeah. people. I'm biased. Biased. Yeah, biased that's yeah. I'm, I'm right there with I'm you. Biased. You know, and because there's there's no BS. They don't live in a bubble, and 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 they see it close up. Now um, we're gonna have to hold that thought, Doctor McMillan, because we're running out of time here. So I'm gonna pause for the cause. Carry on. We got another 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to say, in the break, yeah. I just glanced at the newspaper. And I, as I mentioned at the top, I am doing an updated version of my book, But He Says He Loves Me, which is available around the world on Amazon. And the audio version of the book is amazing uh, because I was able to get a seasoned British actor named Anthony Howell to do the, the voice of the abuser in the book. Oh, And he has this really deep, smooth, alluring voice. And then he sang these words and it is wonderful, terrible, horrifying <laughs> and scary and illuminating all at the same time. So, um, so the book is in two voices. It's in my voice as I point out what's going mm. on, walking my reader through the whole process, you know, how, how you're selected, how you're lured in, the brainwashing that goes on. And while I'm doing that on the left-hand pages, it says at the top, the abuser's handbook. And it has, it's in the voice of a seasoned abuser as he tells other men, this is how you train your woman. Oh. And it's, it's based on, at the time I wrote the book, um, I'd interviewed more than 630 abusers in confidential sessions. So they were incredibly open with me. They told me all kinds of things. And I couldn't say anything that would identify a person in real life. I have to keep their confidence. But there's nothing that says I couldn't make an amalgam of all of, all of them. So that's what I did. And it should be out in August, but... You know, talking to my publisher at Ocean Reef Publishing, he said, you know, the book's been out long enough. Why don't you do an update? So I'm doing an update that's not in the two voices again. It's actually based on the material that I've used for training and what I use on my podcast. So it's new Quick information that really gives everyone that follows the steps a real superpower because it allows you to actually see the strings of manipulation when they're being used on you or used on someone right. else. So all that we're talking about now, all the, the my my followers on my podcast series, I would say 95% of them are COVID skeptics, not about the disease, but about the response. Because like me, I taught them, I didn't do it for that reason, but I taught them how to spot the signs of manipulation. And they saw that governments and leaders were using coercion to try to force people to get, to take a medication that has not even passed any kind of of long-term studies or it has no data. The, the FDA approved vaccine isn't even available for anyone. So nobody's even getting that one. 
Exactly. The adverse events are through the roof and long-term, some of them considered permanent. And so they're looking at this and saying, well, you know, if an individual came along and said, do this, and you're going to quickly see it's harmful, but you have to do it anyway and pretend like I'm actually helping you. I've taught them how to do that, how to spot that. So they, they notice. So while you were fixing things up, I quickly glanced at the newspaper. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that has changed or sharpened in the years since my book first came out, the first book came out, was abusers' use of technology. And in the, there's an article here in Queensland, a guy was accused and pleaded guilty to planting a tracking device in his child's car seat so that he could know where his estranged partner was going all the time. Because, of course, you take the car seat in with you. You have it in the house. If you go somewhere, you need it. So he was tracking her. And the judge said, well, you know, he, he pled guilty. And he seems really sorry. So no conviction was recorded. So it's not even going on his record. Mm. And I have tried to teach these judicial officers how dangerous this is. They've got to take it seriously. I need to get the word out about my training, about my program, because most of us don't learn something if we only only in a single context. You have to be exposed to it in a variety of ways. And judicial officers are hard to get through because they're used to being God, small g, in their courtrooms. So they're very averse to taking advice and well, yeah, I mean, that's that's a rich thing to unpack, too, because um, you just have to wonder how many of, of these people are bought and paid for, how many of them are the good old boys network, and they'll go, yeah, 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 or, you know, whatever kind of um, bonds that they have that actually you know, they'll, they'll, they'll honor to override their, their official duties. I mean, and I say that not being some sort of conspiracy nut, we just, I'm, 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 I'm there is no such thing as a conspiracy right. nut. We're old enough to remember when conspiracy theorists were crazy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It reminds me of that movie with Mel Gibson, where he's a conspiracy theorist and, and they come after him because everything he said is absolutely true. It is not conspiracy. I'm, I'm looking at this, for instance, a lot of, People in high-ranking positions, including judicial officers, are abusers themselves. So they're highly... Well, there you go. I know that I've trained... I was given a contract, gosh, 12 years ago, to train the judicial officers in New South Wales. That's the largest state in Australia as far as population goes. That's where Sydney is. And I snuck into the courts several months after training... These officers, they were acting like they heard none of it. Anyone who stalks you will potentially hurt you. It is a gross violation of your privacy. I know that, that in my training, I heard a guy who specializes in the, in the tech part of abuse talking about a woman who came, who took her ex to court because he sent her a threatening text along with a photo of her sitting on her couch with her new boyfriend, the photo being taken when he hacked into her smart TV. 
you know, you don't even have to get stalker apps with an iPhone. They actually have things, they have things that you can use with an iPhone where you can marry up an iPhone so that you share all data. It's insane. What if you put your phone down to go to the toilet and, and it's still on? Yeah, exactly. Partner, ex-partner, whomever just touches those phones together like they used to have. I mean, if you watch some of the spy shows, they used to have special tech that they could do that. Apple made it so anybody can do that. Why would you do that? Right, exactly. I, oh, I remember the whole thing of banging your phones together <clears throat> 10 years ago, you know, on the early versions of the yeah. iPhone. I mean, that was a thing, bump bump the phone, and boom, you got to each other's contacts and, and all that sort of stuff. So, I mean, the tech's been around, and, and, and uh, yeah, that's it. But you have to ask, why would you well, do yeah. that? It, anybody with sense could see how easily that could be misused. Sure. But having somebody smart, you any smart device you have can be hacked. Sure. It's it's crazy. I mean, you've got to have firewalls up the yin yang and this that and the other thing constantly. It's it's crazy. But but the fact that these guys keep getting away with it, I'm like, he doesn't even get a conviction. That is such a gross violation of her privacy. Well, but look, look at what happened. You, of course, it is. Look at what happened here in in L.A. Uh, Dave Chappelle got assaulted on stage at the Hollywood Bowl. This guy just climbed on the stage. He had a knife that was shaped like a pistol tackled him on stage okay and then you know the bouncers came and somehow got him off so he didn't get stabbed and they they messed the guy up pretty bad but you know what the da here in la guy got off with a misdemeanor a misdemeanor and it's like what is it what does it take so so it's it's sort of like you've got all this rampant crime when when you know, people who could actually enforce the law properly, who, who have any modicum of that kind, of that sense inside of them, of that sense of righteousness, you know, um, but but they're told to stand down. And I mean, this stuff is happening left and right. We're being destroyed. Yeah, well, we are. It's not a conspiracy theory. No, I look at it's it. Not. If you wanted... It, by removing all boundaries, and I look at it, and at the same time, we have people putting black stickers on Instagram and allowing their money to be stolen by Black Lives Matter, where it's a Ponzi scheme where only the people at the top have benefited at all. Um, I'm looking at the DAs in these Democrat-run cities allowing so much crime to go unfettered. So all these criminals, and of course, people have phones with cameras in them. So every time I open my internet, I'm seeing all these black criminals robbing people, stealing things from stores, beating people up, randomly attacking people at train stations. So that's going to help race relations how? Forcing people to have a diversity, equity, and inclusion department is going to offset that? No. Telling universities you have to let black and Latino people in, even if they're not qualified. That's going to help us how? It's going to make people like me say, I'm not going to a black doctor. If you're not qualified, I don't want mm. you. You had to jump through hoops. It was actually harder for me than it was if I were white. I don't want somebody that's not qualified in a professional position because of slavery. How is that helping us? It, it, I can't see how it is either, and it has nothing to do. It's not designed to. It's, it's, what it is is it's like... 
when there's a this is relevant to one of my tactics. I hope you don't indulge me, Vicky. Sure. It's called feeding the weeds, and I've never seen any other domestic violence talk about this this information. One of the tactics used by abusers when you're in a relationship with them, they tend to isolate you from other sources of support. And any fault that you have that doesn't directly impact your ability to meet their needs, they will fan the flames of it and make it bigger. So if you have a tendency to procrastinate, they'll tell you you're very right in not going in. You have a job, they'll say, and and you get testy with your boss and your boss writes you up. Your abusive partner will tell you, oh, you are so right to stand up to that person. You need to go in there and tell him off. Or they will encourage behaviors that further isolate you from other people. Mm -hmm that keep you from being independent at all, that hurt your career. And they will say, I, I'm, I'm supporting you because I love you. But if you stand back and look at what they're doing, they're making every one of your faults so much bigger and further embedded that even if you leave that abusive relationship, it's going to be a hard time. You'll have a hard time have finding a, a healthy partner to have a healthy relationship. Faults are so bad now. And all of us have them. You know, you've heard that old parable about the grandfather telling his his grandson, all of us have two wolves inside us. A good wolf, kind, duty-filled, hardworking, loving, takes responsibility, and a bad wolf, lazy, aggressive, selfish, and they're always fighting against each other. And the grandson asks, which one wins? And the grandfather said, the one you feed. Exactly. Great parable. Don't feed the bad wolf. So uh, what we have in a, um, again, look how, how much the parallels between what I do for my abuse programs and how you can really spot what's going on in our society. Yeah. How helping black people by taking every negative stereotype about us and rewarding people for fulfilling that. How is that helping us? How is it helping us to, to make it official that we're too stupid to take the same standardized test that everyone else has? You're not helping us. You're making us super dependent on the government. See, the plan is this. If only the, the Democrats will support this sort of nonsense, then the kind of people who've been, who benefited from it are going to continue to vote Democrat. Right, right. That's, that's, that's the idea. But how they would benefit, I've no idea. Because when you talked about, I mean, boy, this is amazing. We can go on and on and on. We're talking about uh, a welfare state versus, uh, you know, earlier on, you were saying versus having the impetus to actually go out and do something and feel good about it. Um, now, I mean, this is this is another can of worms that is not just uh, uh, you know enclosed in, in some kind of a racial enclosure, but 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 something that that pertains to all of society with this looming sort of um, you know I don't want to call it a threat, but but just for lack of a better word right now of of AI and 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 then you know this having a universal basic income. Okay, well, 
so that people can be creative and do what they want. Okay, well, isn't wasn't that sort of part of the the um, not the purpose, but one of the sort of um, pragmatic kind of benefits that capitalism offered? The idea that you could actually choose what you want to do, and it's amazing to me that we actually had people that would choose to do all of these various types of things you know, got paid for it, felt good about achieving something, and, uh, you know, had a sense of purpose, and, and, and society functioned. Now, it, you can't, it's hard to get people to actually do the kind of jobs that, that you know, would help society to function. And, and, you know, it's like, for me, for me, when I, when, during this whole thing, just being idle and seeing how, uh, society has been not only disruptive, but it's been, you know, disintegrating with stalled, yeah, w- purposely stalled. Yeah, exactly. Like with this impetus that has to be coming from some outside impetus, and and I'm not sure where it's coming from, but you 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 couldn't possibly be instantiating the the stupid and ridiculous things that are happening in this country. You, but just from sheer stupidity, you would only do these kinds of things if you were trying to destabilize a place and a society. You you, you couldn't. It's it's you can't chalk it up to ignorance. It can't. You can't make this many you mistakes can't. because what someone who's genuinely well intentioned, if you make a mistake and you realize it's a mistake, you backtrack. Yeah. We aren't seeing any backtracking at all. We're seeing people put in positions of power and authority based on taking a very far left agenda, but they don't even look to find really well-qualified people who belong to that category. They seem to be purposely finding the least qualified person, fix that box, and putting them in a position of power. We're we're at war. We just don't have uniforms. (laughs) Well said. Well said. So it's it, it 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 allows the average person to pretend we're at peace, but this these are war tactics. If you've read Sun Tzu, The Art of War, everything that's being done in our society right now, in Western society, for the last 25 years at least, and it's probably longer, that's just when I started noticing it. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And it takes a couple of generations for that indoctrination to, to kick in. Uh, and and but 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 just to recap as a coda on what I was saying is that I you know myself at first I thought okay well I'll stay home you know but then I started noticing that you know when I saw this erosion taking place and to me you know I could only call what was happening psyops and and when I saw all this happening exactly what yeah it was kind of like my it was the hardest thing for me to hold on to was a shred of hope because I was so angry at what, at what had been going on because I saw through the sham. But, you know, arguing with people about it, forget it. They either see it or they don't. And so so the whole thing of, you know, if you're going to take my sense of purpose away, then, you know, okay, but if I don't have hope that I can resume doing that in the future to feel like I'm being purposeful, then you're really messing with me now. You know, you're really, really messing with me. And can you imagine what it was like for us in Victoria? Six lockdowns, some of them several 
three, four, five months, you can't, not only could you not go to your job, unless you had something that were, that they ticked the box and said it was okay, but you could only go out of your house one hour a day. You couldn't have anybody over. You couldn't visit anybody. Yeah. All the basic fact factors in building an abusive relationship were being put in place by our own government. Okay, so so you know what? Uh, here's the thing. So when you're talking about giving people the tools to recognize abuse, they can recognize it on an interpersonal level, um, individual to individual, but those same psychological sort of uh, tenets or whatever, the, you know, tactics and uh, the give and take, those techniques that are used not only by the perpetrators and or the abusers, but by those who recognize, who, who utilize techniques to recognize it can be applied to being able to recognize uh, gaslighting from government. And so, so it's the same kind of thing. Um, and, and, and I, th you know, it's, it would behoove all of us to arm ourselves with those techniques. And apparently that's what you're teaching is, is that. Absolutely. I'm teaching it. And I can give two examples of something that works both on a, a micro level with an inv individual and a macro mm -hmm. level important ones is what happens if you say no if somebody suggests something right. how do they respond if you say no because when you're with an abuser when you're with a, in a psyop when you're in a manipulator when you're with somebody who is trying to dominate you on a social level that's when the punishments come out. If you look at, you know, I'm not sure about Google, use a Brave or one of the other search engines and look what happened when people were protesting against the extreme lockdowns and, and COVID requirements and mandates in Victoria. Well, you could see it with in independent journalists governor, as well, like Avi, Avi Yemeni was... Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, from Rebel News. And you see them setting these black-clad... Cover, face covered police that look like the Third Reich, okay, without the armband. They're shooting rubber bullets at people. They're using pepper spray on people, all because while they're peacefully protesting, saying, stop locking us down and stop with the mandated COVID vaccines. That's a human right in Western society to have a peaceful protest. And having, for instance, having that same governor cancel the morning service and the parade on Australia Day, but the next week a participating in a gay pride parade. I just, yeah. So you're looking at, and unfortunately, I'm looking at this. So one of the things, look what happens if you say no. Mm -hmm. Look what happens if you say you need more information. Because that's another thing they try to do. And like by asking for source, oh, what's your source for that? Oh, I can send it to you. Do you know how to read it? That always knocks them off their perch because this is something they, they get. They're taught tactics to undermine anybody that questions the official narrative. Absolutely. And one of the things is to, I, I on Instagram, um, Instagram today, somebody talking about all oh, these, these Trump supporters and these fake people talking about the, 2020 election being fraudulent, but you notice they never have any evidence. Uh, I have evidence. I have extensive evidence. I started gathering it before the election and look me up. Look what my credentials are. I am not a crank. 
do you want to see my evidence or are you just going to keep saying that to try to make everybody uh, feel comfortable that it didn't happen? So people like me, I have to step up. People like me as a black woman, I have to step up against critical race theory, Black Lives Matter, diversity departments, because it's all diversity in look, no diversity in thought. Mm -hmm. How many of those diversity places actually hire conservatives? They don't. It's, it's, It's almost like wanting to wipe out any kind of thought that could be labeled on a conservative bent to to sort of adhere to some uniparty thing. And that really is kind of a tenet of uh, a tenet of like communism and and uh, and people will say, oh, it's not even tentative. It is. Well, yeah. And, and, you know, and they'll say here in Australia, yeah. what state is your wife from? She's um, she's from Perth. Oh, she goes. She's from Western yeah. Australia. Victoria, Victoria brags all the time about being multicultural and having all this. But what they do is this. They have the extreme left woke values that are pr- promoted. Yeah. The, the bulk of the people who move to the state do not share those values. And they are never allowed to speak up mm-hmm. about it. They are never allowed to protest when... You have gender ideology, gay rights, and all that promoted in their schools, which goes against the beliefs of 90% of the people in that school. They're never allowed to say it. So it is such a superficial type of diversity where you're allowed to look different. You can sit there in your hijab, and they're like, look how open-minded we are. We have Muslim. But have, have you studied Muslim values? I've read the Quran. Have you? I mean, it's just, I'm dealing with these ignorant people who have been so brainwashed and they, you can tell they don't like me because I don't back down as easily as they want me to. Yeah, but you know what? Well, that's, yeah, I, exactly. And that happens. It's just, it just makes me wonder if it's part of human nature that is just always going to be there, just like the bad wolf and the good wolf, because when you do stand up and, you know, there, there is a system for example, um, like like for example, I've been in situations uh, in bands, in various bands, or you know what, whatever you want to call it, um, where I was a sideman, obviously. But the, you know these kinds of of groups, including all of the satellites that fan out from it in that orbit, including management, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, usually form a system. So. I've seen it where, you know, there's there's usually always some sort of dysfunction in order for that system to maintain its homeostasis. And what I've noticed is that it's sometimes people, it, it, it may be revolving around one artist who has, who has a cohort of people that work for that artist, you know, including the musicians and the management and the whatever, everybody that, that is in that orbit. And so... Sometimes I've actually seen it happen where things are going really well and then someone will get fired because there has to be a fly in the ointment. This person has to have a fly in the ointment. They can't function unless, and so I've been in situations where I've called people out right in front of the, or saying, look, this guy is messing with you. He's screwing with you, putting out wrong publicity. Guess who'd get thrown under the bus? Yeah. 
you see? So you speak the truth and you upset that system as dysfunctional as it is, they'll keep the dysfunction and throw the, the, the whistleblower under the bus. And it happens all the time. We see it on the news. They did it with, they've been doing it with all kinds of people. I mean, we see it all the time. What about that guy, Alex Berenson, you know? Man, and, and the people, they just keep beating these people down, you know, and just poo-poo them. And as soon as you, you know, you come with, with facts and, and this, that, and the other thing, they'll just say, oh, no, you know, and, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's like... Or they'll say, they'll bring somebody along and say that you molested them. Yeah, and so... And the, the, the Me Too defense. Yeah, yeah. And so, so, so these systems, all these little systems like a band or an artist in their cohort or, you know, political systems and all these sort of kind of subsystems, it's amazing how these people sort of, they almost require a certain amount of dysfunction. So, so, so how do you incorporate these tools to teach people to recognize that and then address it, you know, telling the truth, but in in a way that it doesn't disrupt. Like, how could you possibly, you know? Because I think I think at the end of the day, people just don't want to get bad, feel like they're getting badgered. They don't want to feel that they're wrong. If their belief system is being attacked, then they're really gonna the fangs are gonna come out. I mean, this is just my sort of. I'm speculating here, just going by my own personal anecdotal experience. I'm certainly no expert, but you know. No, but what you're saying is very valid. I'm, I'm, I'm nodding. Yes, and, and yeah, uh, and I would say, first of all, one of the things that's happened now is that with the um, social media and the internet, it allows enough of us who have been the whistleblowers, so to speak, enough of us who are actually seeing the facts to not just passively go off into the wild, but to find each other. And that gives us this strength. And it's, it's all about cognitive dissonance. What happens with a lot of artists is that like the, 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 the two wolves and the talking about the kids that get spoiled or people that are on welfare that don't have to earn any, anything, they don't, all they have to do is show up and sign a piece of paper and they get the money for the money. So it's not to their benefit or having somebody that's got a trust fund that they can rely mm -hmm. on. Same thing happens with an artist. Um, and it's the same motivation. The more that dysfunction is fed by their management team, the more dependent they come become on that management mm -hmm. team. So the management team almost has a vested interest in them being dysfunctional. If they have a healthy relationship, a healthy family, if they're doing their job correctly, mm -hmm. insecure and undermining or basically evil management team will know if someone comes along who can offer them better gigs or whatever they may go. But if you find their dysfunctions and keep feeding it, surround them with an entourage who also feed it and may help it grow, then they become extraordinarily dependent on whoever is is managing them so that they can get through because they become too dependent on the drugs, on the illicit sex, on the constant compliments, on staying up all night, whatever it happens to right. be. So if it's up to that person to, to find the opportunity to stand back and say, 
I want to have choice in my life because what that does, everything that's done that we're talking about, feeding the bad wolf takes away your choices because then you're dependent on anyone else who will allow you to keep feeding that bad wolf. So it's up to the person who to say, this isn't taking me anywhere good. I don't really like any of these hangers on. I want to be able to have a decent relationship. I want my children to be somewhat normal. Look at the, the children of celebrities. And one thing celebrities believe in is child sacrifice. Whatever is trendy, they will sacrifice their children to it. So they have such weird, dysfunctional children. The people who say, that's not what I want, you'll notice that they don't act like that. Mm-hmm. They have normal friends. They have relationships with people who will tell them no. They will have relationships with people who say, the bond is strong enough, the person can say, I think you're messing up. And they can talk about it, and the person's not rejected. Right, exactly, exactly. And, and, and that, and, yeah, Amen. I mean, I've been in situations myself where, you know, my, my, and my career has suffered just because I've, I've, I've sort of said, well, look, you know, if I'm going to be principled and I really, really believe that internally, then I got to walk the walk, you know, uh, no, I'm not going to go along with this. And so if I get cast aside, then I'm not going to bellyache about it because I know what the consequence is. I'm going to go, you know, I, this is a potential consequence and am I willing to face it? And so many, and, and there have been <clears throat> those who have done that, especially in, in during this whole pandemic, uh, much braver than I that have risked, you know, have families to, to feed and support and young children. And, you know, maybe they had a great paying job and they got, they just, were, you know, said, okay, we're not forcing you to do this, but but if you don't, then you can't work for us. And they just said, okay, well, forget it, you know? And so if enough people, but we saw, we saw some of the consequences of that recently in Canada. And so the sad part is that when the truckers went to protest, you know, and, and, and the pushback that occurred, the, the, the most alarming part about that was how many people thought that was okay. That's, what, that's the most alarming part. It's like, you really see these people as the enemy. Why? I mean, what have you, what well, pill have you swallowed? I want to hope, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that, that some of the people on the periphery of, of the indoctrinated, the, yeah. on the periphery of the mass formation can be rescued. Yeah. So I'm I'm leaving the door open for them to come out of that because again, it's not taking them anywhere they want to go. No, it's not. And so <clears throat> I mean as 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 entertainers or as musicians, just to get back to this uh again, um artists or people of you know, public influence, especially using something as powerful as music, which, you know, I spoke about this before where, you know, it's so powerful. You combine like words delivered with a melody and then rhythm, those things that impact the brain so strongly. I mean, I've seen people with it's magic. Yeah, yeah, it's magic. And I've seen people with Alzheimer's and severe dementia that didn't recognize me you know, didn't know their own name, my name, but if I hummed their favorite tune, they would start singing it back, lyrics included. And so that's a very powerful testament to how music... And so now, if I see musicians and artists sort of spewing out this vile, 
you know, verbal diarrhea or sonic diarrhea, you know, then I think that's a really like misusing that privilege and that gift. Like, is there, I mean, isn't there a better way to describe the human condition? Now, I remember it, it seems to be there's more and more rampant crime and there's never been a shortage of that throughout history. But, you know, it seems like not so long ago, you know, cinema as well as lyric content kind of seemed to describe this plight in much more artistic and imaginative uh, terms that engaged one's thought process about it, almost like like civil discourse. But now it's the more vile, it, it, it just gets more and more. Once I heard an, an artist on a radio show talking to an uh, LA police chief years ago. And so he said, so tell me, why do you refer to women as hoes? And why do you talk about hurting cops? And without missing a beat, his answer was, I'm a product of my society. So he went right into victim mode immediately. And I just thought, whoa, hang on a second here. You're just absolving yourself of any responsibility whatsoever and you're saying you're blaming society for making who you are but and so now what so now you're going to regurgitate it and give it right back to me if i don't want to hear it because i know how bad things are and so why, why do i have to be the the sort of echo chamber for you i don't you know what i'm saying like what how is this making it better for anybody it's not it's 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 part of that whole agenda yeah. to destroy us. Yeah, it has to be. We have to decide, are we going to passively just go into the night or are we going to stand up? And a lot of us are actually standing up. And, and venues like this, opportunities like this, allow us to reach across the world right. and find our new tribe. Amen. A new tribe that understands how dangerous a lot of this is and are, fight, are willing to fight back. And we are, I've lost so many contracts because I'm not woke left wing. And I'm willing to lose money because I can make it on the other side from my own tribe. But I'm not going to, I'm not going to politicize everything. When I'm working in domestic violence, I don't want anybody to be bullied and abused. And that is, by the way, that offers an opportunity for a lot of the people that are being indoctrinated right now to start seeing the strings themselves. If they get trained in, in seeing manipulation for the simple purpose of not getting fooled into an abusive relationship, once you know, you can't unknow. Right. Start seeing it everywhere. And then people will start opening their eyes again and we can find our way back to each other. I really do believe Amen. That. That's, 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 I, I I'll take that and that's got my vote. <laughs> Amen. And and let's just hope that um that we will learn from the tools that you are given and and people will pay attention to them and and educate uh, themselves thanks to you and 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 I hope that that we all take heed and that um that we could take it upon ourselves to 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 do that to to sort of heal the rift and and um and, and glue society back together. So Dr. McMillan, um, we're running out of time here, but I, I, I have to thank you. Uh, this has been tremendously insightful. I feel like we could have gone on for another hour and, um, it's just amazing to have you Dr. Dina McMillan. Thank you so much. Please look for her book 
but he says he loves me uh, on Amazon and also uh, in audible form coming up soon. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. All right. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode of Breakfast with Vinny.